Welcome, Abundant Babe. I have been waiting for you. And I get the feeling I know you pretty well already. Because like me, you are the visionary, the eternal optimist, the one who embraces all aspects of her divine feminine while being grounded with ambitious and driven energy. You've got big dreams and you're ready to make it all happen. Well, let me tell you, soul sister, you've come to the right place. The Abundant Babe podcast is designed for goddesses just like you. We will talk about purposeful business, personal growth, mindset, money, manifestation, success, goals, all with a splash of spirituality and a tad of silliness. I know you've got it in you and now is the time, beautiful. Trust in yourself and take action on what myself and other abundant babes share in the sacred space. And believe me, babe, your life will continue to change and expand. I'm your host, Viola Hug, multi-passionate entrepreneur, mentor, and coach. And my purpose is to help visionaries manifest everything they want through alignment, spirituality, and tangible strategy. It is so great to have you here. Now let's get into today's episode. Hello and welcome back to the Abundant Babes podcast. This is your host, Viola Hug, and I'm super excited. I'm on like a high today. So many good things are happening and the day just got better because I'm here with Elena Sanders. Hi, Elena. Hello. So Elena is from over in San Diego. And like, as a lot of you know, I have like a mega crush on California. So... That excites me already. Elena's um, a business mentor and a personal power activator. And she's also got a podcast, which I also was featured on, which is the Paid and Powerful podcast. Super amazing. Go check it out. Um, And she's really just passionate about helping women scale their online empire. Empire. No, not emperor. Their empire. And so this is going to be a really fun conversation. We're going to talk a lot about that kind of stuff. But yeah, just really getting you to that place where you really... Um, creating that money, the life, the relationships, all the things that you desire. Um, but I'm fun to see what uh, I'm fun to see. Oh my gosh, talking today. Come on. Um, I'm excited to see what other fun stuff comes up from this conversation as well. Um, Elena, would you mind maybe sharing your story from more of a like a personal space rather than like the professional bio? Yeah, absolutely. So something that is super important to me is like the raw realness and sharing yeah. that and not being so picture perfect. I call it perfect poly. Um, <laughs> so I love, I would love to share about me. So basically my entrepreneur journey started, um, I don't know how many years ago, but basically whenever I was a senior in high school <laughs> and I was super, super into fitness wow. and knew that well, one of my teachers, she was like an exercise science teacher, was like, you know, you can be like a personal trainer and that could be like your job. And I was like, oh my gosh, you're so right. And I was following like, you know, fitness influencers online and saw that they created programs. And I was like, I had just been sharing my journey online, like just posting about my fitness stuff. Mm -hmm. And I had organically gained, I mean, like over 10,000 followers just by sharing my journey. And like Mm -hmm. my following was growing really fast. So I was doing the whole social media scene just kind of for myself, Mm -hmm. um, just to share. And then I started taking like my personal training stuff and got my certification as soon as I turned 18 because you have to be 18 to take it. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I was like, 
okay, I'm an online personal trainer and I started my business, Elena Sanders Fitness or something like that. And um, so I actually grew my business, my fitness business um, for a while, for like a little bit under three years um, until I hit like this transitionary spot within myself um, of like extreme burnout mm. and lots of adrenal fatigue and also just feeling like I didn't know what the fuck I was doing in my business because I was charging super, super low ticket and just kind of throwing things up at the wall, not really knowing how to <laughs> like run a sustainable business. Yeah. So it was like, I would hit periods where I was like, I would have so many clients, but was barely making any money. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, like I was barely just surviving, not where I wanted to be. I wanted more. I wanted to thrive, not to survive. And so, um, with the stress of my business and it not being like sustainable whatsoever, I got really stressed out with that really, really burnt out, but also personally with a lot of like eating disorder issues. Cause I really had struggled with eating disorders for years. Um, I hit this point where my body was just like, no, <laughs> like everything is dropping to the ground. And at that point I felt super, super lost. It was like my business felt like it was falling apart and I was falling apart. It was like mm -hmm. now looking back in hindsight, I'm like, yeah, the universe was sending me a message. Like it all happened for a reason. But in the moment it was so scary because that mm -hmm. was everything to me. Yeah. And, and it feels so, like it's going to last forever when you're yeah, it was, it was terrifying. And I just remember just crying and feeling so lost and I remember hitting this point where my fiance, now fiance, who's my boyfriend then, um, James was like, Hey, like you need to get a job or figure this shit out. Like you need mm -hmm. to do something about this, you know? And, and cause I was trying to use him as my business coach and, and try to, you know, get ideas from him and try to figure this stuff out. And I was just like a mess. And so I remember at that point, I was like, I know I'm not supposed to be doing this whole fitness game anymore. It just doesn't resonate with me. But I also don't know like what went wrong and just feeling like I knew I was supposed to move into then like mindset and like life coaching sort of stuff because that's what I was like basically doing with all of my clients. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of a beautiful transition, but I was at that point of like, okay, either I'm going to go get a job or I'm going to take the leap with the very first credit card that I have and go invest in a business coach and figure oh my, my shit out. So it was very, very scary. I couldn't even pay my bills, but I used that, that credit card. And I was, it was like this big, bold leap where I was like, okay, I'm going all in. Mm -hmm. And everything changed from that standpoint forward. You know, I got my clarity that I needed. I got the strategy that I needed. I got the skills that I needed. Um, and at that point, I was kind of transitioning from like some fitness coaching to like life coaching and then really quickly realized that the business side was what I was super, super passionate about. Mm -hmm. And it made a lot of sense considering I had built up my fitness business and my social media for years. Um, and I really don't resonate with like quote unquote normal people. I always say I <laughs> like, you know, I very much so resonate with people that are very driven and have big dreams and want to achieve uh -huh. amazing things, you know? So it was just Thank a very natural, language. yeah, it was just a very natural progression, but that was about a year and a half ago. And so now I'm, you know, running my online business coaching business, helping other women now scale their empires and their income and their impact online. That is amazing. It just excites me so much. And it's crazy as well. Like, even though there's like a lot of background and everything that you've done, it's feel, um, it's really amazing how, like when you can, um, I, f I feel like I, you know, like, I guess the point that I'm trying to make is that it seems like 
um, it's built so quickly. Right. And then we were like, okay, because a year and a half is a pretty quick time to like have the kind of business you have, which is awesome and thriving and amazing. But then at the same time, it's like, oh, but you have all this like background history and stuff, but I don't actually really think that's necessarily what matters. Like, I don't think you have to go through all those things to do it. It's like the moment that you're ready to really fully own it and like Mm. commit, commit, like not just like, yeah, I'm committed. Like, no, I am committed. (laughs) Like, you know, when you can step into that ownership, I think that's when really things start to shift for people. Did you witness that in yourself? A thousand, ten percent, like so Mm -hmm. much so. And I think that I'm the type of person, I don't think that this, I I know for some people, like the burn the bones mentality isn't for them. But for me, that's, that's just my personality. That's where I thrive. And that's where I make things happen. Mm -hmm. But it's the decision. It's the decision over everything. Mm -hmm. More. It's like, I I remember listening to this like life changing Bob Proctor video. Have you heard of Bob Proctor? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So he was like the most, the habit that you need to like strengthen or something like that. And it was the power of decision. And Mm -hmm. it's basically like nothing can happen until you step the fuck up and decide. And as soon as you decide, everything starts shifting with you. As soon as you elevate, everything elevates with you. Mm -hmm. And I realized that with my own self, like it's, nothing can happen until you decide like everything calibrates and elevates with you. Mm-hmm. And so for me, like, you know, people see like my business and the success and I'm doing great and that's phenomenal. I'm so proud of that. But I did in my fitness business, it felt fucking torturous. Like it wasn't fun. It was mm-hmm. hard. Like it felt like the longest journey ever. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until it's not like I, something magic happened, but it was more so the decision like you talked about, like the full soul declaration decision rather than I hope this works out or I want it to work out. It's like, no, this is happening from here on out. This is who I am. This is what is happening. This is what I declare. Mm-hmm. And then the universe needs you there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, exactly. So um, I, I think Tony Robbins talks about it as well. It's like change doesn't take a long time. It's the build up to making the decision that takes a long time, but the shift will happen in an instant as soon as you can make the decision. I love that. Yeah. Do you like something that's coming up as well now, which I'm just curious to hear your perspective on, but you know how like um, we talk about uh, how the universe really works on alignment. And when we're ready to make a decision like that, and we're ready to say like, this is my new standard, this is what I'm willing to accept in life. Like, um, do you uh, believe that there is maybe like a transition period that the universe will give you like challenges that will make you grow? Or do you believe that it's kind of like all based on your perspective and like really how strong you're standing in your decision that will um, determine like how well you step into that new being or that new, whatever you're declaring? Yeah. So I would love for it to just be easy, but (laughs) a lot of times it's not. And even now I every single time it's like, I declare, I want to step into a new level. There's always like moments where I have to prove it, the prove it Mm -hmm. moments where it's like God, angels, universe, whoever you believe in is kind of like, do you actually mean it? Or like, are you actually going to trust me? Or like, are you really ready to step into this next level every single time? And I don't think that the, this is a personal story that I'm currently working through as I continue to up level is Mm -hmm. I always have felt like there has to be a struggle story. Like Mm -hmm. I have to like prove myself, like the ends have to justify the means. I have to go through this huge breakthrough in order to get to the next level. (laughs) And while sometimes that is true and I've definitely had those moments, like it's kind of a story that I'm working on, Mm -hmm. but there's been like, 
there's always moments where you have to prove it. And that's the difference between like successful people who actually quote unquote make it. And those that don't is that in the moments, whenever it does feel hard or whenever it doesn't look like it's going to happen, they wake up and they keep believing anyways, and they Mm -hmm. keep going anyways. Like there's always going to be those hard moments, but those are the moments that define us. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Oh yeah. A thousand times. And that's like, it brings me back to all those moments when it would have been like the easy option would have been like, okay, I'll just go get a job. But I'm like, you, I'm like, mm-hmm. burn all the bridges. Like I'm never working a job again. Okay. <laughs> like, totally. You know, um, and it, it would have been, there's so many times, like I remember one time as well, like we were in, when we were in real financial lows, um, I remember just like crying at one point and being like, oh my God, why didn't I just pick the easy route? Like if I just got a job when I left uni, um, and just done my business on the side part-time, then I would have like had so and so many savings, like all my other friends, and I would have bought a house and like all these things. And I was like, so upset about um, like my situation, but then I like snapped out of it. But then I was like, but then literally like my soul would have been like so sad for so long. And it's like, and now it's so good because now that I'm at a better place, I can look back and be like, okay, now, you know, I, like we even were able to buy an investment property and like all these crazy things happen that I just like, you know, was like at one point, like, are they ever going to happen when it felt endless? But it was the decision. Oh my gosh. Like, That's I have to tell you a story. Okay. <laughs> so I was looking the other day, when was this? It was like literally three days ago. I, for some reason, so I'm reading currently Think and Grow Rich and I was sitting down to read it. I pulled it off my shelf and I was sitting mm-hmm. down to read it. And then for some reason, I felt like this nudge to go back to my shelf and pick up an old journal. So, cause I keep all my journals, I'm a journaling freak. And so I, I went and I pulled out the journal and it was like literally from this time a year ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so like March, 2018. And I had written down, this is a year ago. It was in March. It was said March 3rd, I think was the date. And I had written down, God, why the hell did you have me choose this path? why can't I just go and pick the easy route? And like, I was writing about the fact that I wanted to just like stop. And I'm like, Uh why? Like literally writing these things out in my journal. I was like, why did I have, like, it it could be so easy. It could be so easy to literally just go get a job and live this normal life. Like, why am I choosing this route whenever it seems so hard and so scary? And it was in a moment where I was in so much fear and like lack and scarcity. I didn't know what was happening. But I literally wrote that down a year ago. (laughs) And I was like, why did I choose this path? But it's the same exact thing. It's like you have those moments where you're like, why the fuck am I doing this? Like, what is the whole point? And it feels so scary. And then it's like, even in those moments, then you can still have those moments. It's fine to have those moments. But then it's like, you remember. Mm -hmm. You remember who you are. You remember like the, those desires are in your heart for a reason that you're here to, you're here on purpose for a purpose. So I've definitely had those moments too. And it's so crazy because I literally looked at that like three days ago from a year ago and I wrote that down. Mm, Oh my gosh. It's so funny (laughs) as well. Like, I mean, that's like the perspective that I always put myself in as well. And for those of you listening, like, I feel like it's a powerful thing to do, but like, I remember I'd be like driving my car and like crying. Cause I didn't know how I'd pay my next bills. I'd be like, <laughs> and then I would like, how I would like get myself out of it is I would just like imagine myself on stage at like a Ted talk or something, mm. teaching people how to get out of it. <laughs> and like right. all the mindset shifts and the manifestation and like all these things. And I would like, imagine that. And 
like it's uh, it's always such a big reminder and remember that when we imagine these things like if we desire these things if there's a place that gets us excited within our soul for those things it's like they're meant for us so it just you know the place that you're in now is only a transit it's only you know transitional it's not gonna last even though it feels like I don't know how well guess what you don't really need to know the how like you are allowed to trust the process you're allowed to trust in God you're allowed to trust in everything working out and that's so scary it seems counterintuitive quote-unquote because no one lives that way like well the majority of people don't but can you imagine like a world where everyone actually lived based on their intuition and their gut feelings like crazy crazy yeah, no, I literally, it's so funny that you say that, like the whole intuitive thing, because that's the whole thing is like a lot of coaches listening. And I know a lot of coaches that work with me mm-hmm. always come in and they want, they, there's like this chokehold, desperate grip around the how yes. and like needing it to be guaranteed. Like I need to know this is going to work out. Um, but I don't know what your beliefs are. My beliefs are like nothing is guaranteed. So like we have to drop the the need for the how. We have to like drop the manipulation. I even like literally a week ago wrote in my journal and said, God, universe, I'm dropping the the need to manipulate the how, blah, blah, blah. So it's like we all get into those moments. It's mm-hmm. human. Mm-hmm. But we don't know the how. Like a lot of the times it's so like following your intuition is everything. And I was, it's so funny because like, I was talking about this with my health and fitness. I had been like a bikini competitor, fitness coach, chronic dieter, always following the rules, macro counter, super hustle mode all the time. That's how I navigated my entire life, like by a rule book. And I didn't even know how to follow my intuition. All I knew was that I felt anxious all the time. I just did what I was supposed to do or what I should do. And that's exactly how I was running my business too. Mm. And I was so disconnected from myself. I was so disconnected from my purpose and like my, my business, like my heart, the heart of my business whenever I was in that fitness space. And so like, no wonder everything fell apart, but it's so funny to me. Like, and I know you're, you're into holistic nutrition stuff, right? Of course. Yes. Okay. Of course. Dad. Um, yeah. <laughs> so it's so funny to me. Like I see all these people online being like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm just eating to fuel my body now. And it's such a miracle. And I'm just like, that's the whole, that's how it's supposed to be. We're supposed to just be able to trust ourselves, right? We're mm-hmm. supposed to be able to just trust, like the way it goes down to the way that we eat. Like we can't even trust ourselves. Mm-hmm. So it's like this whole theme recently for myself of like awakening and strengthening my intuition, not only like now with my body, but also then with my business. And it's completely changed the game. But at the end of the day, it's like we're not following our intuition because we don't actually trust ourselves. Mm -hmm. And we don't trust like the the universe or whatever. Like, you know, there's like a massive disconnect there. And it reminds me actually of when I was young, I like would always have these really, really massive fears. Like um, uh, I had like a really massive fear of losing a parent. And Mm -hmm. then I did lose a parent. And I was like, oh my God. And then I remember like I had something else and... Um, I'm not sure exactly, but then there was like another time where it was like, I was with a boyfriend and I was like scared he would break up with me. And then he broke up with me. And it was like, it was like all these things, whenever I had like this real attachment and this real fear around something, it would start to manifest. And then I also noticed like, 
um, this was like before I really understood manifestation or anything. And it was also like, then I would say like, Oh, I want to, um, I had like one boyfriend who was kind of like always with the boys and never really interested in hanging out with me. So after I was with him, I was just like, okay, I want a boyfriend that's like obsessed with me. And then the next boyfriend I had was obsessed with me and it drove me crazy. I was just like, let me breathe. And then I was like, oh my God, the things that I say or the things that I'm like always really certain of, I always get tested on. And then, you know, like I, and I remember when I first started my business and everything was going well, I was like, I'm just the kind of person, like I always achieve all of my goals. And then guess what? I went through like this massive period where I didn't achieve any of my goals. And it was like such a, um, uh, like it was so hard for my ego. Um, and then it was also like, I started to reflect on that. And I started to notice like, that was kind of like the manipulation thing. I'm like, it will always be this way, or it will never be this way. Like I would say things like that quite a lot. Um, and then, yeah. And then it was just like, those things would happen like almost within the next, like short little while, like even things like, um, when I, like for me, like I was, um, called to go uh, vegetarian and then vegan. And I, but before that I was like, I would never ever do that. You know, like I was so anti and then I started noticing myself being called to do it. And I was like, what is up with this? And then I started to realize it's this whole thing of like, um, not necessarily that those things were manifesting because I was saying those things, but it was like, wherever I thought that I had control and I knew a certainty, it was like Mm -hmm. trusting that there's actually possibly something better than I even know on the other side. That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I say to my clients all the time is like, um, yeah, you might like, this might be your goal to make a million dollars or to have 10 clients or to whatever. It's like, that's cool. Let's make that your goal, but let's focus on really, what does that mean to you? Like, what is, how does that feel to you? Because if you focus on that, you might actually get something even better than you were expecting versus you could get the 10 clients and feel empty versus you could have five clients and feel mega fulfilled. Right. Like, or you could get 15 clients and you could have, would have limited to yourself at 10 or whatever it might totally. be. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay. So like this kind of brings up the point, um, just like kind of riffing on that. The way that I used to run my business was let me set a financial goal. Let me get super desperate around that and mm-hmm. only focus on that. Like I need this to prove myself. Well, in the beginning, like I needed to pay my fucking bills, right? Yeah. Like I needed it. And then yeah. it was that energy of lack. And I did not understand that at the time. I did not. And I was so against like all of the soulful stuff. I was like, that's Lulu bullshit, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> until I realized that that was like, I was doing all the right things. And that was like the one thing that I was resisting that was probably my whole issue in the first place holding me back, right? (laughs) Anyways, the way that I went about goals, again, this was about a year ago. Mm -hmm. Um, It was April of 2018. I um, remember specifically, this was in my journal too. I remember writing down, okay, April's going to be this experiment month where, because I started learning about law of attraction. And I was like, where I'm going to just go balls to the wall with with the law of attraction and like woo woo stuff and like really apply it and just see what happens. Like, let's just give it a shot. Right. (laughs) And so it was like a complete shift in the way that I was showing up. But the biggest thing for me that I could wrap my head around at the time was how would I feel if I already had the clients, right? Like Mm -hmm. what you just said. And so for me, I started thinking, okay, well, if I already had the clients, I would feel X, Y, and Z. And so I would align with and focus on feeling that way first and then taking action from that alignment feeling. Mm -hmm. So that was like a total game changer for me because normally I would just be like, what can I say to post online? Like, what can I say (laughs) to get the clients? And like super desperate, like, but still doing all the right things, right? I was doing all the right things. 
and it wasn't working or barely working, just like kind of in survival mode until I started like really elevating my energy and my feelings to that next level. That next level version of me would not be sitting there, sitting behind her computer at 6 a.m. in the morning trying to come up with a post out of desperation because she's terrified of not being able to get the money. No, she would be focused on feeling good, feeling free, feeling happy, blah, blah. So it was focusing for me on the feeling rather than on the amount of money. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. a principle now. Like, and I remember that that specific month, my income doubled. And wow. I was like, what the fuck? What is happening? I was like, oh my gosh. And so I was like, okay, I'm ready to go all in with this even more. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And that's why I always say it's like the soul work with the strategy. You have to have both. Because yeah. it's not just sitting there like meditating all day and just like expecting things to happen. It's working on, it's doing the inner work, elevating your inner game alongside of action that's going to get you to whatever goal. So now that's still how I go about my business. Like literally instead of, because every, even now, even now, if I say my goal is a such and such month, like if Mm -hmm. I put a monetary goal instantly go into lack, like even now. Mm -hmm. And I love challenging myself. Like I'm super, super driven. But if I focus too hard on that ego goal, and I'm not focused on the feelings and the energy behind it, it like messes everything up for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I so know what you mean, because I get the same thing. And it's like, I feel like, um, since I've been like, con- more conscious of this, it's been so much less. And it's like, again, like tuning into the feeling, because um, I remember when I first started working with my coach, she's like, what's your goal? And I was like, I want to make this much this month. And she's like, okay. And um, I can't remember exactly how we got to it, but basically what she, she ended up saying was like, um, well, your ego is the only thing that's going to be bruised if you don't hit the goal. Mm. And I was like, oh my God, I don't live in ego. And then in that moment, I like totally was like, oh shit, like my ego is strong. <laughs> yeah. Because it's true. It's like the only thing that's bruised is your ego. Like who the F cares? Like who really cares? Like nobody cares if you hit your goal or not. It's like, um, cause usually as well, the goals are way more ambitious than your bills, right? Like, yeah, I mean, let's Absolutely. be honest. Well, that, like, okay. I'm curious, like that opens up another can of worms for me. Mm-hmm. What I had to realize whenever it comes to money. And I think that this is a, I just want to scream this message out into the world because for me for so long, it was like, let me set a new monetary goal so that I can like beat myself, which is great to have health mm-hmm. competition. Mm-hmm. I think we're all pretty driven here if you're running your own business. Yeah. Um, and that's great. Like I love setting those ambitious goals for myself, but for something for me that I realized uh, kind of behind the scenes sort of stuff was that if it was just another number from ego of like, oh, let me beat myself this next round, even if I did achieve it, cause I'm really, 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 really good at achieving things it was either like I fell way short because I went way into like lack or desperation or I achieved it and I still felt completely disconnected and unfulfilled. Right. And so for me, that's another thing is like connecting to the feelings, but whenever it comes to money with the whole thing of like your, your goals are oftentimes a lot bigger than what you actually need. Mm -hmm. I realized this with myself and I was like, wait, why would I need you know, such and such amount of money, right? Like that's like a lot of money. And it was like, just literally to try to like prove myself or be a good entrepreneur, like whatever it may be, it wasn't coming from the right place. So of course I wasn't going to be able to achieve it. 
Cause I truly fundamentally believe that like your income is connected directly to like you doing your purpose work and helping people. Mm -hmm. So if it's not coming from that place, you're not gonna be able to hit the income. So Mm -hmm. something for me, even with money was like, I think it's fine to like make a surplus. Like I make surplus now. That's just my new energetic standard. But for me, like I had to have some purpose behind that money. So like kind of having like a home for your money, like what is that money going to mean for me? Mm -hmm. Um, Like if you are setting goals outside of just like your basic survival needs, like of paying your bills and stuff, I always say like, what would I do with that money to make it more realistic to like actually have a home for it and like kind of like embody that next level. Yeah, exactly. And like, um, that's where I I always say it's like so good to have like, um, an understanding, um, of where you would delegate the money. Like, even if it's like, this goes into savings, this goes into investments, this goes into like buying gifts for my family and friends. Like Mm -hmm. it's like, it's so much more like money likes to be respected. It likes to have purpose. And so when we just say, I want like, um, I don't know, like a hundred thousand or a million dollars this year, but your expenses are going to be like less than a hundred K and you're going to like be sitting there with 900,000, not knowing what to do with it. It's like, that's not an energy of like manifesting it. That's like an ego thing. And it's not saying that like, you can't have that amount of money. Like, you know, it's like, it's not really saying that it has to come from an ego place because it doesn't, but it's like when you're really doing your soul work, then I mean, it's going to come a lot easier. And yeah, that's a big one for me to work through as well, because I've always been so like, I have to prove myself externally. Um, And so when I like, even when I've set goals, um, it's so funny because my coach would like pull me up and was like saying, oh, you say you want this income, but you're saying you're exhausted now. So if you're exhausted now, then why would you like, how would you not be exhausted if you earned that money? Like if you had to do more work to get there or have more clients or whatever. And it was like, it'd be like constantly reminding myself. I'm like, okay, well, where is this really coming from? Where, you know, how's it coming? And like, I still love the idea of income growth goals because I feel like, um, one, like exactly like what you said, living your soul's purpose. But two, I also like the idea of the fact that we don't ever have to cap, you know, we don't have to plateau, but there's always more room for growth. So it's also like, um, if we set the energetic standard for what we make by how in alignment we are, then it's like really just, it's what Jim Rohn says, we make a million dollars for who will become not for the million dollars. Right. Yeah. 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 Well, and it's like that point of like that, Amanda Francis always says of like, why wouldn't I want this to happen? You know, with the whole, all of that, like for me, for a really long time, I was capped at a certain level and I was like, why can't I get past this? Like why I'm making this money pretty freaking easily. Cause it's like, what I realized is, um, I had like a, a new energetic standard. Like I just simply, it's not even an option for me to make less than five figures a month. Like for me, that's just the new standard. It's like, even whenever I'm not trying I mean, I'm always trying because it's like, that's my business. Right. But it's not like, I don't need to like stress or like be super burnt out. It just happens because that's my new Mm -hmm. energetic standard. Mm -hmm. And that took a while for me to understand, but then I couldn't get past like a certain level. And I was like, why? Like I am trying so hard. I'm doing all the things. What is wrong? And there was a part of me though, that Uh, So I I looked internally and said, why wouldn't I want that to happen? What part Mm -hmm. of me is scared or thinks something bad's going to happen? And for me, it was like, well, what if I can't handle it? Mm -hmm. You know, like, what if, what if I can't handle it? What if I'm not good enough for all of these clients, like all of these like limitations and fears that were coming back up. And 
so that there was a part of me that, yeah, I wanted to make the money, but then there was this other part of me that was like self kind of self-sabotage in it. Oh so I God. think that I question the exact same thing. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And it's like, and it's so interesting how, um, you can literally be like the most badass babe ever and then still be like, but am I good enough? <laughs> right. Oh, and yeah. these, these fears can really, really impact your growth. And this is why I say as well, like as much as it's like love and light and positivity, it's like so important not to um, disregard your, your shadow self, the mm-hmm. negative things that come up because there's actually magic within those. It's like, what are they here to show you? How are they protecting you? Like, how are you benefiting from these fears? Mm-hmm. Um, because once we can get to know that, we can also disprove them and we can, um, you know, acknowledge them. It's almost like coming to our, our fears or our doubts from a space of not like, you're not welcome here, but it's like, I acknowledge you. Thank you. Um, at this level, um, you're not needed though, because I can't handle it. Thank you. Like, yeah, (laughs) yeah. I, it's like, I always use this analogy of, it's like the scared little girl version of you. That's like Mm -hmm. pulling at your heels because she's scared. Like she's scared. The scared little girl version of you that's been dictating your entire freaking life and keeping you safe. She's pulling at your heels because she's scared. That's mm-hmm. kind of how I imagine it. So I literally do a visualization in my head. Anytime I'm like feeling those things or like stepping into a new level or doing a bunch of inner work, I literally like either write to my little girl self and just be like, it's okay. Like we're going to be okay. Or like different mm-hmm. things like that. And I literally visualize like taking her hands off my legs mm-hmm. and just be like, it's okay. And then walking forward. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause that's how it feels to me. It feels like my old version of myself is like pulling at me, trying to keep me safe. Mm-hmm. And that's where those fears come up. Like even now I just said, like having all these fears of I'm not good enough, blah, 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 blah. blah. I don't know about you, but at every level, like new level that I reach or like whenever I'm like, I'm stepping into this new level or like, Mm -hmm. you know, like, you know, you kind of like declare your next level. It's like those thoughts always pop in for me every every time. time. (laughs) Yeah. That's one of the things that's like really been so crazy for me as well, because like sometimes I'm in a space of reflection, like, you know, how, um, we both have the same coach and she often teaches, Mm -hmm. like, it's really what we know. And so it's important to always go back and like really reiterate and make a big deal about the times that you were courageous and the times you did do well and all the things you learned. And I sometimes like look back on my journey and I'm in absolute awe. I'm like, I am a badass. (laughs) Like I am so awesome right now. Like I could coach anyone through anything like you know, people need to be in my energy. Like they have to be in my energy because I'm that good. Like, you know, like I just am so in appreciation and in awe of all the work that I've done and all the learning that I've done, all the self-investment and all of these things. But then I can like be faced with like, um, putting up my prices or, um, uh, even like a new client or something. And then immediately these thoughts flood back and they're like, Oh, but can you help this person? Like, yeah, you helped all those other people for all that time. But what about this person? Totally. Totally. Yeah. Well, and for me, that's just like that fundamental lesson of what you know. Yeah. That was like such a massive shift for me because I realized that I was not associating myself with my wins and with who I wanted to be. I was always, I was like, every time I would have like a win or whatever, I would just kind of be like, okay, on to the next thing. I wouldn't acknowledge, I wouldn't associate and kind of like build up my internal power. Kind of, I kind of think of it as like a video game, you know, like at the power, you're always trying to gain new power levels. Like your power level goes up. It's like, I wasn't 
it was like I would make a win, but then I, I wasn't building up coins. that power within. Like you exactly. got the win and then didn't collect the little coins. Yeah, yeah exactly. So yeah. it's like I, I achieved it, but then I wasn't associating myself at that next level, like this yeah. higher, you know, this more powerful version of myself. And so it's like I was still operating as like that scared little grower, the beginner level in the video game, you know, like mm-hmm. so that's something that I really had to continuously work on too is like, with what I know and, and really focusing on the things that I have done and what I have achieved and who I really am and all the things that I've been able to do, mm-hmm. we have to associate ourselves with that and with radical ownership and responsibility over it. Because mm-hmm. I know my like biggest up-level upset that I went through was kind of just thinking like, oh, my success is just kind of random. I just, it just kind of happened. Like mm-hmm. I just happened to stumble upon that five-figure month and then mm-hmm. just feeling like, I don't know if it's going to happen again. I don't know if I can do this again and blah, blah, blah. And like, I remember, you know, Melanie was telling me like, you have to take ownership over that and you have to like own it, that you created that. Otherwise, like you're going to always be in the state of stress and anxiety and never, you know, not feeling like that elevated, powerful version of yourself with the power levels. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's such a good analogy because it's literally like you could be like running around that game, like doing all the level ups and all the stuff. But if you're not collecting the energy, the power, the coins or whatever they are in your video you game, you see it's yourself like, that way. Yeah. You're just like, why my energy level is still the exact same. Like, why am I, you know, why am I still the same? I've done all this stuff, but then it's like, it's so easy to be in recognition of where we haven't been good enough. You know, it's like for a lot of people, it's the the way, the default way they view themselves. It's like, yeah, like, you know, 90% of my body's good, but I have a pimple on my cheek today. So I suck. A thousand percent. You know, and then it's like, oh, um, I had all of this crazy, amazing success, but one person said like, oh, that's it. And I don't even know if they mentioned it in a good or a bad way, but I'm taking it as a bad way right now. Right. Like oh, it's, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so easy to focus on the negative stuff. And for anyone listening, like that's a huge thing that you yourself have control of and that you can actually mm. work on shifting is the perception that you choose to see yourself at. And it's not easy and it takes like, I don't even know if it ever, like, I'm sure eventually it will default the way that you see yourself, but it's something you have to continually work on to keep reminding yourself, like, what version of yourself do you want to be operating from? The version of yourself that only sees all the bad. So it's always like you're trying to make up for all these, like, things where you didn't quite do good enough or you want to see yourself from the version of all the epicness that you've created, which spoiler alert is definitely going to be more than anything else. So good. I love that so much. That version of yourself that you're operating at. So freaking good. Mm -hmm. See yourself, boost up your power levels within yourself. (laughs) Play the big game. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So you can finally like actually enter the new level. It's like, like, you know, in in the video game, like you're running around, you're like, why can't I get to the new level? And all you have to do is like pick up the coins of everything. Yeah. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah. Boost your own power. You make like a personal development um, video game. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like train people. It's like, and now you celebrate like tink. (laughs) (laughs) Now you're good enough. Yeah. On to the next level. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's so funny. Yeah. So um, we've talked about so much gold stuff, like in terms of, um, uh, really, uh, for people who are at that level where they're really wanting to scale their business. Right. And if you're listening, you're like, I don't really know what scale means. It's basically just like growing your business, right? Like, because there's a difference between making money in your business. Um, and there's a different, like just making money in your business. There's a difference between making it consistently and inconsistently. And then mm. there's a difference between actually being able to grow from a specific space that you're at. Mm. Right. And not just consistently on a plateau. 
So scaling, um, in my perception anyways, is like um, creating a business that can continue to grow. It grows with you. It grows, it can evolve with you, like all of those amazing things. So like, um, what would you say, or like, what other things do you think are really important to understand when you are wanting to create a business that is scalable? My view on this is that any business can be scalable as long as it's your personal brand, as long as it's not just like you're selling one tiny little thing or it's like based on a product or something like that. Any business is scalable as long as you be your brand and then you just continue to grow your brand and it's just you and it's you showing up online and you telling people how to buy from you or how to work with you or whatever. That's, I think, the foundation. I think that, you know, where it doesn't really matter even if you're selling a product, like if you're in a, like an MLM company or if you're a coach, an online coach, it doesn't matter. The foundation is you always. And then you can always grow from there. I've shifted and evolved my business, obviously, like I said, multiple times, a fitness business, life coaching and mindset coaching, and then business coaching. And even from business coaching in the beginning, I first began um, helping people start their businesses and like, you know, kind of like all the startup stuff. And then now I, I help entrepreneurs scale and, and grow. And like my, my term of scaling is just amplifying what you have yeah. and really making sure that it's sustainable. You said that word sustainable, mm-hmm. um, but then scalable, meaning that you can grow upon it. And if you are the foundation of your business and like you are your brand and that's the core foundation, you can always amplify it from there. Mm-hmm. That's so true. And um, if you are your business and you grow, guess what, honey? (laughs) Your business grows. Absolutely. I always say like you evolve with your business and it's so funny. This is something I realize every single client, at least because I work with like a few different types of clients. So some people will come to me whenever they're more so like in that beginning kind of stages. Mm -hmm. Um, And then other people will come to me that are already seeing success, but they're ready to amplify. They're ready to scale it Mm -hmm. and go to the next level continuously. And it's so funny because every single client that'll come to me that's kind of in that spot where they're already seeing some success, but they're wanting to amplify it. It's almost like they're afraid to evolve. They're, they're, it's like they're already seeing success with where they're at right now currently in their business. And they know like their soul is calling them to step into a slightly different level or maybe change their business direction a little bit or, you know, do something else slightly different. And they're so scared of that. And I always say like, that's a, a, a really crucial part in your business where you have to realize like you are your business and your business literally just evolves with you. Mm-hmm. And it's like a beautiful evolution. But if you're the foundation and you're the core, you are the brand, it makes that evolution really, really easy. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And I think, I think that's such a good point to bring up. And, and I think that's like for any of you listening, growing your business, like if you're really working on your own brand, then that's like, that's really where everything will evolve from. So like, mm-hmm. what would be some like major, if you, if there was like, I don't know, like some pillars of like what your brand would involve, like what kind of things would your brand involve? Um, I would say that number one, you have to do the inner work and figure out who you are. Mm-hmm. So many people go into business and this is where I see a lot of, 
because I'm very much so like whenever, and this is a tip too for any coaches like listening, whenever people come to you or they're asking you questions, dissect that. Those are what your ideal clients are dealing with and you can, that helps you to create content and structure programs, et cetera. So Mm -hmm. what tends to happen is that we, we go wrong and kind of mess things up a little bit whenever we're trying to build a brand based on who we think we need to be or based on what's popular or based on putting on this mask of perfection. And so I know I did that in the very beginning. I did that with my fitness business and literally my body was like my business. Um, And then also whenever I went into like business coaching, even I was like, Mm -hmm. who do I need to be? Right. And kind Mm -hmm. of like not really knowing who I was and what my authentic voice and message was and kind of building up again, that power within me. So I would say number one, figuring out who you are and really getting comfortable with yourself, like figuring out who you are, not who you need to be, not what anybody else is telling you, you need to say or do or be or whatever, but really who are you? Mm-hmm. So that takes like, a, I, I call this like inner game elevated, like figure out who you are. And then you have to get in touch and align with like, what is the purpose work that you're here to do? You feel called to do what is your big vision? And then of course, figuring out who your ideal client is, what their struggles are, how specifically do you help people? Maybe you're a fitness coach and you're helping people um, like lose weight, but how do you help them, right? That goes even further into your niche and how you help people. Maybe you mm-hmm. sell a, a keto product or maybe you do fitness plans or like whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. That's how you start to establish your brand. But it's really fundamentally based in who you are and the purpose work that you're here to do. Because if you're focused on who you are and letting your brand just be an extension of you, Mm -hmm. like from your energy, from what you say, from like the message and the purpose and the vision and the mission that you're putting out there, again, that's whenever you can start to amplify everything. And it's not based on the set of rules outside of yourself. Nothing is based outside of yourself. It's all the powers within you because it's just who you are. Yes. Oh my gosh. That's so good. I love that. And that's like a big thing that I see so often um, with clients, like as you're saying that I'm realizing it's like quite a lot when um, I'm noticing that clients are like having disconnect in their business. It's Mm. more like um, they're having like troubles with their business or they're like, oh, I just haven't been able to like put the time into it. I haven't been able to nourish it as well. It's like, okay, well, how are you nourishing yourself? How are you Mm. putting time for yourself? Because your business is actually you. And so like, you don't need to feel bad about having a self-care day because guess what? That's a self-care day for your business. That's a business care day. Yeah. <laughs> so like even like me, Viola and I, we, we had a, a podcast episode scheduled last week. Mm-hmm. I was having a horrible day physically, mentally. I felt so off. I had cried already twice in the day and was just mm-hmm. feeling horrible. So I messaged her. I was like, hey, I'm going to need to reschedule the podcast interview. I'm really, really sorry, but I'm feeling off today. And I knew that if I were to show up in my business from that space and not taking care of myself, it would have been totally off. Like this interview Mm -hmm. would have been totally different. Mm -hmm. Um, And I wouldn't have been showing up to do the actual purpose. It would have been coming from ego versus alignment purpose. Mm -hmm. And so so I know in those moments, I have to take a step back and take care of myself and figure out what's going on. Maybe it is like 
literally you've just been, you need like a day to just like chill the fuck out. For me, mm-hmm. I was going through and avoiding a lot of like this next up level and mm-hmm. just kind of like in avoidance mode. And so it was causing me to physically get sick, mm-hmm. um, which happens a lot to me because I kind of just avoid a lot. Um, <laughs> but, but I needed to sit back and like go through whatever I needed to go through and take care of myself so that then my business could thrive. Like mm-hmm. everything's an extension of you. So that's such mm-hmm. a good point. Yeah, exactly. It's amazing. And I remember like messaging you back and I was just like, thank you for honoring yourself. Like, this is awesome. And then I think that's like the cool thing as well. When you get into this world where you're um, surrounded by other like people living out their sole purpose and those sorts of things, it's like, people aren't going to like get mad at you for that kind of stuff. People are going to like be like excited for you and you're going to lead by example for people who aren't living like that. And it's like, you know, it's actually a purpose even bigger than yourself when you can really fully show up in that aligned space. So it's yeah. really powerful. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, this conversation has been so amazing. I like want to keep talking. <laughs> I'm just like, let's talk more. This is fun. <laughs> but um, where can people connect with you so that they can get more of your energy and your vibe? Yes. So I have my own podcast. It's called the paid and powerful podcast. I have a free Facebook group called the paid and powerful community. And you can also follow me over on Instagram. My handle is just Elena Sanders. Amazing. Oh my gosh. And of course I'm in all those places. I don't actually know if I'm in your group. Let me look into that. Anyway, (laughs) for, um, yeah, for those of you listening, go um, connect with her. If you like got value out of this episode, um, had some aha moments, like something that really stood out to you, screenshot this episode and post it on your Instagram story and make sure to tag us and like, let us know what really stood out to you or what was like your favorite part of the episode, because we'd love to know and we'd love to connect and then we can reshare it. And it's like a little party. (laughs) I love it. I know me too. Um, but thank you so much for being on today, Elena. This has been awesome. And the audience, I love you. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for spending your time with me and I will see you again next week. Bye. What's up? It's V again, just really quickly after the episode. Like, how freaking awesome was that? I absolutely love Elena and just thought this episode was out of this world. And I just quickly wanted to pop in to say, OMG, if you have not already seen, my book is now officially published. So we're like a week and a half to officially being a published author, which is just so fun and so amazing. And I'm so grateful. If you hadn't had the chance to check it out, uh, the link will be in the show notes for you to check it out. And you can also find it on Amazon by searching Viola Hug or You Are an Abundant Babe. Go check it out. Tag me if you buy the book. I am so excited and I will talk to you again next week. Bye. Bye.